the best rugby insight and analysis. OTB Sports Rugby. How, how would you argue if Johnny Sexton was to go and win a World Cup with Ireland and lead them to it that he wouldn't be the greatest? Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're turning our attention to the NFL season, which is uh, finally up and running after uh, what seems like an interminable off-season. Mike Carlson is back with us. Mike, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Well, can you keep the noise down a little bit? It's kind of bright this morning. A uh, uh, late night? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd gotten out of the habit of <laughs> staying, up, staying up to watch the late game, but, uh, but now it's back and... Um, uh, yeah, it was it was a good it was a good opening week, like as usual. It's national jump to conclusions week. So, um, well, let's do that then. Buff- let's Buffalo th- and Buffalo and Kansas City will meet in the Super Bowl, even though they're both in the AFC. <laughs> That's the the first conclusion. Also, just before we start, I'd like to point out that um, Thomas Tuchel. Um, there is a job open at Nebraska. Oh yeah, <laughs> who, who fired their coach on on Sunday after they lost to Georgia Southern? So the trip to Dublin did Scott Frost no good at all. Well, it's certainly uh, the Nebraska fans in the aftermath were definitely like, "This guy's got to go," and uh, yeah. he didn't last. So I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing in future. If it's going to make everybody a little bit anxious about the trip to <laughs> Dublin in future. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think they had such a good time. They won't matter. They won't care. Well, um, the free booze always helps with that. Uh, absolutely. It turns out. Um, so a couple of jumping to conclusions. Um, the Green Bay Packers is not very good anymore. You know, we, we can may, maybe Aaron Rodgers is washed up. Uh, Dallas are cursed. Their QB <laughs> is out. He's um, <clears throat> hurt his hand. And uh, Jerry Jones immediately comes out and says, right, he's injured and he's going to miss who knows how long. And anyway, do you really come back? after a hand injury as a QB in the same season and, and perform really well. Uh, Tom Brady's still good at football. Bill Belichick, what the hell's going on there? And um, as you said, the the two best teams seem to be the two best teams. So um, yeah. did I miss anything significant? Uh, not really, except maybe the kickers. Uh, kickers were ab- either very, very good or very, very bad, um, as, as you... Um, as you might have noticed, the the uh, rookie kicker, Cade York, um, for, uh, for Cleveland, won, won the game with a 58-yard kick uh, against um, um, against Carolina in the Baker Mayfield Bowl, bowl the Baker Bowl. Um, you know, they got a couple penalties with Jeremy Br- Jacoby Brissett, their quarterback, who put him into field goal range, basically, and he kicked that um, after Baker had kind of come alive in the fourth quarter and, and uh, set them on. And then you had um, the kicking hero of last season, um, McPherson from Cincinnati miss an extra point that would have won the game in, in regulation and then miss a field goal that would have won it in overtime. Um, they had their long snapper, the guy whose job is to simply snap the ball back on kicks, uh, was injured. They had to use a tight end as the long snapper. And, and you could see the way that the, the slightly slower, higher snap affected both kicks. The, the one at the end of regulation was blocked by Minka Fitzpatrick um, and Mike Tomlin strutting up the sideline. The coach saying, boy, can I coach? You yeah. Um, and uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think I think you've hit most of the uh, most of the high notes. And we, we've we've talked about Bill Belichick with you over the years. Um, what is happening with the Patriots at the moment? Because uh, we, we talked briefly about this on, on the show last week, I think, where they don't have an official offensive coordinator, and that's okay because it's all about money. But actually, I mean, is it is it actually all just about money when you? Pick no, a- I, 
I don't think so. I think it's all about trust. Um, and uh, as Bill gets older, I think the, you know, he's always brought along lots of young coaches and that's, you know, we're, that seems to be working on their defense. Their defense had a pretty good game against what's, you know, Miami is supposed to be that incredibly high powered uh, offense now with Tyreek Hill. But um, offensively, they were, they didn't know what they were doing. And when they did know what they were doing, they were doing the wrong things. It was, it was very hard to watch because um, last year they, they performed very well with a rookie quarterback. And this year it looked like Mac Jones was not getting much of a chance to do anything. Their receivers were never open, which means, you know, either you, you don't have great receivers like some teams do, or you're not able to scheme them open. They, when they needed to be in a hurry and occasionally when they went hurry up, they, they performed a little bit better, but um, when they needed to be in a hurry, they weren't, they were still running the ball on first down and second down and then throwing, you know, on third down when everyone expects it, their line looked very slow. Their receivers, they looked like they wanted to play Dan Campbell, Detroit lions, smash mouth football, but they don't have a, they don't have a Deandre Swift to carry the ball. And I, I think, I said earlier, I do a column on Patreon. I said much earlier in the, in the, over the summer, I didn't understand why he didn't bring in a young quarterbacks coach. Say he didn't have to be the offensive coordinator, but, but a guy just to work with Mac Jones, just to make suggestions as to what we're doing. Like, you know, when Buffalo lost Brian Dable to the Giants, uh, they promoted Ken Dorsey. They they brought in Joe Brady, who had been the coordinator in Carolina and, and before that at LSU. A guy like that, I thought, would help. Some new, just bring some new blood in. And instead, you've got Patricia and Joe Judge running the offense, both of whom are not just failed head coaches, but failed badly head coaches. You know, who um, it was interesting that the Giants won, and their special teams were great. And Joe, their special teams were lousy when Joe Judge, who by by um, occupation is a special teams coach, was there. So, yeah. I, if I were an offensive player, I'm not sure how much faith I would have in those guys to create a, a good offense. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, there have been seasons where the uh, Patriots start slow and, and Belichick's giant True. brain figures things out. So you, this is overreaction Monday after the first weekend of the season, so that's okay. Oh, they're, they're, absolutely, yeah. The Giants it. are going to go 17-0. and um, The Patriots won, won in 16. Um, what about Green Bay, though? Because, um, you know, Green Bay <laughs> <You> didn't did... Have- <laughs> They yeah. they gave away their their best offensive weapon. They refused point blank to ever draft a receiver in the first round. They've got a very temperamental and genius uh, quarterback, and they got absolutely annihilated by a divisional rival yesterday. Well, you know, while um, he he's certainly not temperamental while he's drinking ayahuasca tea, um, he's come become one with the universe, but. It was the very first play of the game for Green Bay that told you what was going to happen. They ran one of the rookie receivers, Christian Watson, deep. He got open, just as he had done in one of the preseason games I saw. Rodgers put the ball right over his shoulder on the money, and he dropped it. Um, they would have been tied had he caught it and gone in for the touchdown. And the expression on Rodgers' face basically told you all that you needed to do. No, Now, they didn't have either of their starting tackles play, so you could see that part of the game plan was for him to to kind of get rid of the ball early or move in the pocket 
and then get rid of the ball. But none of that, none of that was working. He also didn't have Alan Lazard, who's supposed to probably be his quote unquote favorite receiver this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm willing to cut them a little bit of slack there. But you notice the difference in the game really was Justin Jefferson. This is what having a really true number one receiver does for you. Jefferson had nine catches for 180 something yards. And on both of his touchdowns, on on uh, the play that set up a field goal, he was not only, you know, open, he was wide open. And, you know, how how you can let a weapon like that stay open, I have no idea with Green Bay's defense. But, you know, you had a guy like Jefferson making plays. You know, A.J. Brown, who went to the Eagles, had a huge game for Philadelphia. Devontae Adams, uh, the Raiders lost. Uh, and Adam Adams had a pretty good game, but uh, you know n- nothing to make um, to make Green Bay kind of weep over that loss until they look at their own receivers. They'll be fine though because they have uh, uh, you know the ayahuasca are, are not influenced uh, QB who is still like I, I guess uh, we're not saying that there's a, an endpoint in sight for Aaron Rodgers just yet. No, I mean you know he still he still looks so good throwing the ball. Um, they just have to tie. They brought Tom Clements back, who's an old uh, CFL quarterback who was a quarterback's coach in Green Bay and offensive coordinator for a while. And uh, you saw the two of them at one point just sitting on the, on, on the sidelines, uh, you know, and Rogers kind of in disgust, uh, um, complaining to him, I guess, or, or whatever. I think when they get their tackles back, they'll be better. Um, okay. They can run the ball, which is a good thing for them, but but they do need to sort that out. What about the uh, new Kirk Cousins and the fact that they now have a head coach who wants Kirk Cousins to throw the ball and be influential <laughs> as opposed to just trying to bore you to death by uh, defence? Yeah, uh, <laughs> and their defense was surprisingly good too. Again, of course, again um, without their tackles, Green Bay. But yeah, I mean, it was brilliant to see. Like I said, Jefferson was open, wide open all the time, and and he was being schemed open. And Green Bay was kind of you you could watch as he moved across the formation that the corner on his side was letting him go because it wasn't his job. The safety was sort of letting him go because it probably wasn't his job. And nobody just stopped to look and think, well, that's Justin Jefferson. Maybe somebody ought to cover him. But they, they tore They picked and tore the Green Bay defense apart when they needed to. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a really good sign. Um, and, you know, maybe some of the Kirk Cousins doubters will have a tough, a tough time this season. Um, it, it, it's, it's something that I, I had. I actually picked the Vikings as a dark horse this week, um, and uh, in a week that you know a lot of upsets. My my straight up picks were not doing that well. Um, I, that was the one that actually pleased me. Although you know it's it's um, it's always hard to accept a uh, sea change in a in a division like that, and I doubt it will be that in the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've got to talk about two other quarterbacks. Uh, sure. This is- it seems like officially Tom Brady's final season. That was all the stories coming out yesterday that uh, he'd actually gone on holidays with the family for a 10 day break in the middle of August, which is the first time he's ever been able to do that, which was, you know, his um, sop to his wife, who famously was like, no, hang on, you give no football. And he's like, no, I'm actually going to go back and play one more season. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. But that was the gossip anyway from the New York Post pre-match. Yeah. And just, yeah, Giselle's the most important person in the NFL right now. And, and it looks like this is going to be his last season, but it started okay. You know, um, they they beat the Cowboys 19-3. Um, 
how how did Brady play and, and what do we expect from him this season? Um I think what we expect is is probably another Super Bowl run and he made he kind of made the most of what they had. Leonard Fournette his running back had had a really good game and they ran him a lot against Dallas. Um the Cowboys of course lost Dak Prescott during the game which made their offense more more problematic. But Brady looked sharp. He was throwing the ball with authority. Um, Mike Evans appears to be his new favorite guy. Uh, but Julio Jones, they were trying to work into the into the receiving mix. Uh, and that that's probably a good sign for them. I think he looks he looks fine. Um, I don't think they'll have a problem. The offensive line held up pretty well. Um, Micah Parsons got a couple of sacks, but Micah Parsons is Micah Parsons. And um, yeah, I, I think Tampa will be there in the end in, in the um in the NFC. Uh in fact I'm trying to think of whether I, I had Tampa and Green Bay, I think, in the NFC championship and the Green Bay winning based on national jump to conclusions week, I'd have Tampa winning that game uh right now. The Rams, of course, lost to Buffalo on Thursday, so uh they're now eliminated for the season. <laughs> yeah, as are the San Francisco forty ers who's um Oh, were they awful? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, but yeah, I mean, in conditions that you wouldn't you wouldn't play a Division three mat- football match in, you know, um, it, it was pretty awful at Soldier Field. But but they just couldn't put put an offense together, and um, you know, it could be it could be Jimmy G time sooner rather than later in San Francisco. Trey Lance showed so showed some good things, but uh, when they lost Elijah Mitchell at running back, their their whole offense kind of collapsed. You know, they they almost would have to move Debo Samuel to full time running back, and that would be a, a, a bad thing for them to do. But Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan is the greatest football genius that has ever walked the planet. So why is it that everybody who uses his offense seems to be more successful using his offense than the creator and originator of the offense itself? <laughs> That's a very good question, which might be answered by the fact that, um, like many geniuses, he has too much faith in his own genius, um, you know, which is the whole Trey Lance situation. They they fell in love with Trey Lance. Originally, they were, you know, the, he wasn't even the guy that they had. They, I think it was Mac Jones who originally they had their eye on, and they traded up to make sure they could get the quarterback they want in that draft. And and then he watched Trey Lance and fell in love with, with his talent, which is, you know, he's got he's got a lot of potential. Um and uh, yeah, th- things things fell apart from there. The uh, the the Niners, I, I think, they they looked good enough uh, defensively against a team you know where Chicago's main offense comes when Justin Fields can can make plays that are on in broken breakdown situations. So so I think they'll be okay there. But they they're going to have to put that that offense together and hope that everybody stays healthy, which is. In past couple of years, they've had a lot of trouble with that. And that is the great lottery across the whole of the league. Dak Prescott was supposed to have a, an amazing season this year, but he's, he's going to be out now for how, yeah. heaven knows how long. And also, the Cowboys kind of stunk in in that game. Either way, they do have injury problems. What what is their offense? Who are their offensive stars going to be like? Yeah, and their line is a mess now. Of course, with Tyron Tyron Smith going out, and then they signed Jason Peters, the kind of you know last minute forty year old injury prone replacement. A great a great tackle when he's healthy, even at forty. But but that that's not really go, going to work. And Zeke Elliott and Pollard didn't do very much, but I think that's partly a factor of the line. And and um, the Giants won, as as we said, and and Saquon. Barkley looked like the Saquon Barkley of old. So, you know, that may be a very positive side for them. I also like the idea that a coach 
with a minute left in the game, uh, extra point for the tie, two point uh, conversion for the win goes for the win. Um, you know, I just think that's so refreshing, refreshing when coaches play to win and, and don't play uh, not to lose. And uh, they got rewarded because uh, um, Randy Bullock missed a field goal that, that could have win it, won it for uh, Tennessee. Um, Randy Bullock looks kind of like the guy that you're sitting next to in the pub. And someone says, Randy, you got to kick a field goal. <laughs> He's such a second. And he you know, fires down the shot and the beer and then, <laughs> and then goes off onto the field. And, um, but uh I, I think I, I think uh, that was it was really good for the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that 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 uh, that uh, you know daring to win paid off for them. Yeah, for for a team who were supposed to be a complete joke, they they all of a sudden are up and running and have a, a little bit of uh, hype about them. The the contract that um, the Ravens were supposed to do with Lamar Miller, uh, sorry, Lamar Jackson, didn't get done, and uh, he is representing himself, which is very unusual. He seems to have turned down $250 million because it wasn't fully guaranteed at the time of signing. So this season is going to be one of those seasons where we watch a player back himself for yeah. the greatest riches that we've ever seen in potentially in, in any team sport because if he backs himself and, and wins, then whoever he plays for will have to pay him. Now, more than likely, they'll franchise tag him and, and have to pay him $50 million next year and he'll be happy enough with that. But... Um, or maybe he'll refuse to play. I don't know. But he, yeah. he started the season pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, their first drive or whatever, he didn't start very well. And I, and I you know, tweeted out, you know, every time he throws an incompletion, it's like ten million go down off the off the deal. Um, but then he came he came around and looked very good. Um, and they uh, Devin Duvernay, who they've been waiting to sort of step up for a couple of years, stepped up uh, with a couple of great catches for him as well. I, I think. One of the things that really bothers me is is how a lot of uh, Twitter and and uh, columnists and stuff try to psychoanalyze people they don't know. You know, oh well, he didn't get his contract; he's not going to play. You know, he, he's he's going to just take it easy or something. Like that. It's exactly the opposite. I think uh, it's what you said. He's he's basically betting on himself, and and he's going to show everybody um, how good he is. And, and the sad part is that. Um, Teams are held to ransom in the salary cap era by the dumbest owner around. So the owner who's willing to sign a guy who's, you know, facing a year long suspension and give him a fully guaranteed contract or uh, the one who's willing to cave to Kyler Murray's uh, temper tantrums over the summer and give him a huge contract. Um, you know, now Lamar Jackson wants some of that and, and quite justifiably. And I think what I think the franchise tag is probably the most logical thing, because I think ba- uh, Baltimore, who are not uh, generally a a big spending team. They tend to sign their guys to um, longer term contracts and put the money up front so that they can get them for a slightly cheaper annual rate. I'm not sure that's going to fly with, with Lamar, but I'm also not convinced that Baltimore will worry that much about it. They, I mean, they may be in a situation where they can't get around it, but Lamar Jackson's such a a special talent that you almost have to mold your offense around him. And I'm not sure there will a lot of teams that are going to be willing to make that kind of a change if that's what it comes to. Um, and uh, I, I think, you know, what we saw was, was, was going to be Buffalo, uh, sorry, Baltimore at its best. Uh, now it was against the jets. So, 
yeah. take it with with a large grain of salt. Um, and Joe Flacco was the quarterback on the other side, which gave it a little extra pinch of pepper as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Lamar is going to have a good season uh, unless he gets hurt. And this is the thing. A guy who's asking for a fully guaranteed contract is coming off a season where he missed half the season through injury in a sport where quarterbacks, most teams tend to protect their quarterbacks from injury, but, but Baltimore is willing to let him run with the ball and risk it again. Yeah. No, it's all fair points. Mike, good stuff. Thanks a minute for joining us. Cheers. Thanks, Jeff. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.